Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Welcome to Netflix and Swill, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I am Caleb. Gossip Girl here. And I'm back in saddle again. That's true, you're here. Uh, also, Ashley's been watching, like, not a lot of Gossip Girl, but she's been watching Gossip Girl. So every time I walk in, fucking Kristen Bell is on TV talking uh, in narration. And she's just like, Gossip Girl here. And it's very funny. So every time I walk into the room, it's like, I just say Gossip Girl here and then walk out. It's all improvised. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, but welcome back. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I, um, yeah, I don't know. Decided to not risk the weather. I, I, I will say I haven't listened to your review yet. Uh, but I did very much enjoy Glass Knives uh, and Mystery Out Onion or whatever the fuck jumbled uh, up word don't order you put it in. Make fun of me. Yeah. Do what it's I mean. want. It's bullying. This is cyberbullying. I won't have it. Technically, it's true. Um, no, nah, good movie. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could talk about it. I don't know. Good Christmas. Good good seeing the family. Uh, a great time was had by all. Well, good. I'm happy for you. And I'm going to let you finish, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to say. I'm off tomorrow. Very excited by, by that. Although, off tomorrow also means I have to work about three hours to get payroll done before uh, a deadline on Tuesday, which we have for some fucking reason. Don't ask me why doesn't make any sense it's not for it's not like the the money is uh gonna get held up for some reason i, I don't know i don't know why we're put rushing to make it make the deadline i don't get it but hey uh that's not my call it's my boss's call and i just go with it yeah the man's always trying to keep you down sure i don't know i don't have a lot going on i'm uh just working on you know, post Christmas, getting my house put back together. As you should. But yeah, other than that, it's uh, you know, quiet on all fronts. All just, right. Uh, just biding my, just biding my time, enjoying myself. Well, okay. It's New Year. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's twenty twenty three now. Uh, it's the same as twenty twenty two so far. But hey, fresh start. Anus tart. A new start. It was always my thing on New Year's uh, when I was staying in Ohio. Like, I would always play gun or fireworks. And, uh, you know, still still kind of do, but I, I feel like I'm kind of on easy mode. Right. Because, I don't know, New, New York's a bit more... Uh, you know, prohibitive in wielding and use of firearms, you know, on account of the murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you get anything exciting for Christmas? Uh, yeah, I got actually some really cool stuff. I got um the board game Scythe. Which is uh, really fucking cool. It's um, I don't know. It's like an alternate history, nineteen uh, twenties, where like it's it's post World War One, but we developed uh, like mechs before we developed airplanes. Okay, so like it's uh, kind of like a Catan. Like you have to explore and expand and like. Uh, build your influence out over the map, but also like 
you're you're farming for resources, but also building mechs to like uh, keep everybody else from doing the same. Uh, it's wild. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, yeah, I like it. Well, okay, cool, interesting. Uh, I've never heard of it, so I'll just take your word for it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's think. Like I, uh, I don't know. I'm a a board game geek, so. It's uh, it really vibes with my whole aesthetic. I mean, that was always allowed. That uh, you were always allowed to just do whatever. It's just you know, interesting. No, oh. I appreciate your permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, anytime. Uh, what about you? What was the big, the big ticket item this year? Cash. Give me the cash. Yeah, I got, I got cash. I mean, that's really, it's real. All, all I needed was cash. Uh, I also got a gin making kit, which we'll talk about here shortly. But yeah, that's it. Well, that's uh, fun. I mean, cash is always great. Uh, I love, I love me cash. So, uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a lot to talk about. A lot of, uh, a lot of post holiday fatigue kind of setting in. So. All right, well, uh, let's instead move into uh, our time-honored tradition where we talk about what we're drinking tonight in What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! All right, well, my swill today is Modelo uh, La Cerveza Masfina. It's it's a time-honored tradition here in my home uh i like it i get it all the time yeah uh i'm drinking homemade gin this is uh which which homemade it me so yeah uh i made it uh it has things that you make out of uh you make you make gin into like juniper berries and other such spices. And uh, you, you steep it in vodka, and apparently that's what makes it gin, I guess. Oh. I did not know that. I um, was I was wondering what the fuck you had going on there, because I was like, how do you, like, ferment it quickly enough to have it now from Christmas? But apparently it's just a infused vodka. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I guess the juniper berries is what makes it the gin. And I I don't know. I, I'm still discovering how it fucking works. I'm two, I, I've made two batches. I like both. I don't know if I'd ever classify either of them as gin. They just taste good. Okay. I don't know if I would classify it as gin either, because it yeah. sounds like it's not. It definitely sounds like it's not. It's just it, vodka it with some doesn't. shit in it. Definitely doesn't taste like it either. It's good though. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it sounds good. good. I mean, it's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keen continue to drink it, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to keep calling it gin. I until I get a better feel for it, I, I just don't think it's there in terms of the ginness. I don't know. I've always kind of entertained the the notion of doing my own beer or spirits or wine or something, but. I just feel like it would take up a lot of room and I would fuck it up anyway and be really mad. Yeah. That's what I like about this kit is it's very low maintenance slash uh-huh. storage. It's just have alcohol. Okay. Yeah, have it I mean, put it into alcohol. Okay. Done. That's what I like about this. I, I go to, uh, I go to fucking, Wegmans, I give them fifteen dollars, and I have alcohol. Yeah. All right, uh, that'll move us into uh, news. Oh, look, there's no news. Literally, there's nothing that's happened this week. Now let's go to downstream. Oh wait, there are no trailers this week. It's almost like Netflix was off for the holidays or something. Yeah, we all took a break, which is fine. I I appreciate that. That's great. Uh, that moves into quick hits where we talk about what we watched this week, or maybe in Caleb's case, the last two weeks. 
I don't know. I've just been kind of uh, just kind of watching stuff casually, I guess. I haven't like really, really drilled down too hard on anything in particular. Um, been been playing a lot of uh, one day at a time as I run around cleaning my house because that's a show. Oh, I watched uh, I watched I Love You, Man, Okay, uh, which is very funny. It's a good movie. It's Paul yeah. Rudd. It's uh, Rashida Jones. And uh, I don't know. I can never remember the dude's name. Oh, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. I was going to say Sudeikis and I was like, no, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. Paul Rudd's uh, a dude who was always friends with girls and, uh, you know, went from relationship to relationship and never had a lot of male friends uh, and he's going to get married and doesn't have a best man. So his fiance says, go make male friends. Uh, this leads to hijinks. Uh, also, um, Google AdSense is apparently fucking uh, off the rocker right now because I have an ad up in my web browser that's like supposed to be some game advertisement where it says, will you help? And it's like a hero uh, standing behind two women who have their heads stuck in what appear to be like air conditioning vents. With big bodacious booties. It's like, what? help me, step bro. I'm stuck. What are you in? Uh, what are you looking at? It's not porn. It's nothing weird. Uh, okay. Sure. It's it's on a fan wiki. For nerd shit. Fan wikis are weird. That, I mean, that's actually arguably worse than porn. That's true. I mean, it's porn. I'm a normal person. I have feelings. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you want to talk about? Nothing too noteworthy. What? Uh. What about you? What have you been watching? Uh, I watched a lot of shit. So uh, I wa- I rewatched White Noise. It's the Noah Baumbach movie. Um. Saw this a couple months ago during a film festival. Thank you, Gerald. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, I see this movie. I get it. Uh, Well, I get that they're trying for something. I don't get what they're trying for, but they're trying for something. And then uh, I rewatched it at home, and I just hated it more. I just, I just don't like this movie. It's uh, for like probably the first hour. It's I won't say good, but it's like watchable. It's very digestible. Like it's funny. There's this (laughs) immaculate scene where uh, Don Cheadle is the professor of uh, living icons at College on the Hill. That's the name of the college. And uh, fucking and his his main muse is Elvis, who is now dead because this movie takes place in like 1987. And then Adam Driver is the professor of Hitler studies at College on the Hill. And mm-hmm. uh, as Don Cheadle says at one point in the in the movie, uh, you're a, uh, people can't talk about Hitler without talking about you, J. A. K. Gladney, and I I fucking laugh at that line every time. That that line is legitimately funny. So it, like I just love that where Adam Driver, as a college professor, thinks that studying Hitler is so noble. And so Rockstar worthy that he thinks he is the hottest shit because he because he researches Hitler. Uh, uh-huh. So they have this sequ- they have this scene where uh, Don Cheadle's character is trying to legitima- legitimize his study into Elvis. So he calls on J.A.K. Gladney, a.k.a. Adam Driver, to come in and, you know, give him some pointers so what they do is they intertwine lessons on fucking Elvis and Hitler. They put Elvis and Hitler together and then contrast their lives, compare and contrast their lives abstractly to get to the one point where Adam Driver does this very dramatic bit. It's fucking hilarious. And uh, he 
like he's just like the only reason there's all these crowds that for fucking Elvis and Hitler is they want death. They just can't wait for death. And it's it's very it's very interesting. I think it's still pointless, but it's very funny. Uh, and then after that, the movie just kind of tanks and just gradually goes down a hill until the last act where it's just like, what the fuck even is this? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, uh, it's if you watch anything, watch watch up to the end of that that scene I'm talking about and then stop the movie. And you think it's the greatest fucking thing you've ever seen. Uh, you also have to get past the point that there's like, like like five minutes into the movie, uh, drive Adam, Adam Driver's family is having like three different conversations at the same time, all over top of each other. So you have to be able to follow three like individual con- conversation threads and understand when a character is moving in between conversations. It is a fever dream. I appreciate Bombach for what he was trying to do, but didn't work. Didn't like it. Huh. I don't know. I really wanted to see this, so I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm hesitant now, but... I would be hesitant. But still, watch up to Adam Driver delivering dramatic sequence about Hitler. And Hitler's life and what drove Hitler into the the way that he was. That's that's fucking demented. I didn't know it was like a Hitler thing. I mean, uh, he, only his thing is a Hitler thing. It's not like right, he, right, right, right. It's not all about Hitler. It's just his. <laughs> it, I think it's supposed to be about like the his hubris being like, oh, people really care about Hitler so much that we're required to have a professor of Hitler studies at this college on the hill. Oh my. All right, and then I finished Wednesday. Uh, I like this show. I don't think it's the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen, but it was interesting what they did with it. Uh, Wednesday finally became an actual character, which is exactly what I expected would happen after eight episodes. Uh, She's still Wednesday to a degree, but she's friendships in her own kind of way and shown vulnerability in her own kind of way. So... Good job. You made Wednesday not a one-note character anymore. You've actually given her dimensions. Yeah, it's good. Uh, If you haven't seen the show, you're probably the last person on planet Earth. Um, I like the part where she danced. I clapped. That was something. Don't know. Don't know why everyone latched onto that. I guess because it was weird, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Then I watched. all Quiet on the Western Front. This is uh, an adaptation of the book of the same name. Uh, this is all in German. And because I believe, and I can't remember the book, but I believe it was told from a German perspective in the first place. So now we have actual Germans doing all the acting. And uh, at one point, I realized, oh my God. there. So at the beginning of the movie, there's like 15 there's like 15 minutes where it's just like following soldiers doing doing like soldier shit. And I'm like, "Okay, interesting." And then about with like 30 minutes left, I realize that the character that we've been following Paul the the entire time uh is where they've been the whole is where the soldiers were at the beginning. And they've uh, they've gone back and forth between these two trench lines. And at the end of the movie, it, uh, it even pulls up interstitials being like, yeah, the 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 front line for the Western Front was basically set. And thousands upon hundreds of thousands upon millions of men died uh, just to fight over a few hundred yards. And no one ever got a push either way from that line. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. I didn't even realize. That. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's well done. Uh, they reuse sets because if you're keeping everything contained within, you know, a couple miles of each other, it's fine. You can reuse sets. But it's good, but long. It's two and a half hours. I don't know if it needs to be two and a half hours, but I appreciate a lot of the craft that went into it. Uh, I definitely think everyone should watch it. 
Uh, unless you're Ashley and you hate war movies and you hate what war movies represent, which is just basically the futility of the thing, which is fine. That's that's what war movies do and they're supposed to do. But yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, I don't think it's as great as everyone thinks it is. I, I think it really drags in, in certain points and it doesn't know when to move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, if you like it, cool. Uh, I like I said, I like it, but I don't I, I see it in like everyone's like top 10 of the year. I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that, but maybe, maybe I, I still have to finish watching Netflix stuff. But yeah, I, I don't see it as a, a best of 2020. Well, it might wind up in my best of 2022, but it would be lower on the list. All right. Huh. And uh, I finally also uh, started watching Kaleidoscope. This just came out today. Uh, as of recording and it's about it's this high series which that can be told in any order all the episodes work they're all self-contained in a way that you can watch them in any order and for those of you wondering it seems that netflix has a set order for the episodes to play and for you to play them out of order you must do the work haha i knew it and i yeah it's, it's I, i'm just I'm just mad. I'm just just so mad because like they could have done a cool thing by not making everybody like like just randomizing it. But then Paul was like, hey, I got this order. What is everybody else's order? And I went, that's the exact order. It seems like. So they're all basically all the episodes are titled on a color and they fade in and fade out on that color. So the first episode is called black, which is just like one minute. And it's like, here's the conceit. I don't think and it doesn't do a good enough job explaining that you have to be the one to initiate, you know, the choice and the the order in which the story you want, like you want the story to take. And if you just auto play from there, it goes, I, I believe it's yellow, green, orange. And then it just follows that. And white is always the last episode. Because it's the actual heist itself. And that's fine. You you can always have a fixed point. I'm I'm cool with that. But like, I don't. If if anybody has a different order than that, let me know on your net, like on your Netflix app. Like it, not not that you've watched it in a different order, but that the order wasn't yellow, green, orange. Because if everyone's order is yellow, green, orange, I'm going to be very upset because this could have been a really cool thing. And instead, like, because I don't want to do the work. I don't want to have to like, all right, let's pick one out of a, you know, let's throw a dart at the dartboard and whatever one it lands on. That's the color we'll watch next. Like, it's stupid. Do do it for me, please. Uh, that being said, it's a good show. I actually really enjoy it. It's, uh, very fun. Very quirky. I think the, the worst episode so far was the last one I just watched, which was uh, Orange. Because uh, it because the way the story is is progressing the first episode was or episode yellow was uh setting up the heist and like here's the heist here's all the players to the heist fine uh green was establishing the relationship between uh Giancarlo Esposito uh Lee or Leo and uh his cellmate Stan who is you know his acquisitions expert on this uh, so we get introduced to their relationship and Leo escaping prison and finding out, you know, the big reveal, like finding out more of the backstory on the big reveal at the end of yellow. Uh, we also find out that there's an FBI, FBI agent assigned to the case. I am an FBI agent. And, uh, episode orange is focused around her. And another character in the heist. I won't talk about who that character is, but that's the worst episode because they do this thing with the FBI agent where they give her a romantic interest in the FBI. And I just felt so forced and dumb. I didn't need it. So uh, they spent too much time on that. I don't fucking give a shit about that. You know, she she has a plethora of storylines already. She has uh a pill addiction that she's overcoming. She's like four years clean. She's trying to gain back custody of her son, at least partially. 
So like you could just give her those couple things. You don't need to add a romance a subplot to the whole fucking thing too. So yeah, uh, that, I think that episode was just overloaded with with stuff, but it also felt like the the heist character that they were following didn't have enough going on on their own, so they had to sprinkle in the FBI storyline as well. Huh. But yes, uh, three episodes in, I'm enjoying it. Uh, but again, let me know if your let me know if your order on Netflix is different. Uh, and yeah, I see people being like, "Here's here's the order to watch everything in." chronological order reverse chronological order the the actual good f- story flowing order I, which i think is the the way that netflix has it set up like i think netflix was too lazy to have someone program program in here's you know randomize the episodes instead they just were like all right creator of the show what's the best order to watch all these episodes in and that's it and i think that's what it what it is currently in in netflix which, uh, dumb, dumb. <laughs> you, you, you stripped away the coolest part of the show is that you, you have to make people work to randomize the shit for themselves. And this is dumb. <sighs> I told you it would happen. I know. I think we both said it was going to happen because it's yeah. Netflix. They don't do anything cool. But that's it. That's all I watched this week. All right. Uh, Hey, why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, we'll talk about our main review for the week, The Witcher Blood Origin. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our wonderful patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, the Mike Rula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Casey Moore, Jason the Nerdrovert, Sam the Hurlahe Boy Hurley, Nick Haskins, David Powell, and my mom. If you'd like to join that illustrious list of patrons, visit patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. Or, if you'd like to support us without spending any money, you can share our podcast on social media, tell a friend, or review the podcast on any podcatcher. It'd be greatly appreciated. Now, back to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get our main new topic for the week, which is The Witcher Blood Origin. The Witcher Blood Origin is a new limited series from Netflix. Uh, It is an action-adventure drama. It's a 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, yeah. Uh, More than a thousand years before the events of The Witcher, seven outcasts in an elven world join forces in a quest against an all-powerful empire. Um, What? Is your quest? I seek the Holy Grail. What is the airspeed of, of an African swallow? <laughs> uh, I don't know that. Ah! All right. I apologize. Continue. Uh, I don't know. I recently played through Fallout 2 for the first time, and uh, there's a, a secret encounter in the game where uh, you meet the, the bridge riddle guy and he asks you you have to answer he these questions three and uh the last one you can you know if you are a white person who went to american high school you know (laughs) all the quotes uh Uh, if you're a white nerd who went to high school well i don't know maybe my high school is a little different but uh yes you can do the thing and the guy dies You may call me Tim. What manner of man are you who can summon up flame with neither flint nor tinder? I am an enchanter. (gasps) Fuck, maybe I am a nerd. This isn't news. No. I guess we were talking about the Witcher, huh? Yeah, we sure were. We sure should have been. I can tell you names of people who are in it and see if you recognize any of them. Uh, we've got Sophia Brown. Have I seen her in things? Because she's like question. the main person. She is the main person. There's also another guy who's Irish, who's the other main person. She was in Geary Haji? What? Ah, uh, yeah. 
I don't remember that at all. So she's so unknown that her uh, IMDb actress page doesn't have a list. You have to click on the thing to get it to open up. Oh, shit. Uh, the guy who plays Fjall is, uh, was in Vikings. Uh, Vikings. Yeah. Uh, oh, for one episode. Never Lawrence O'Fuerain. Sure. That sounds right. Something like that. Mini Driver was in this? Yeah, she was the elf who who saved Yaskier. Uh, yes, that's true. And then uh, Michelle Yeoh is the biggest name in this, and she's just kind of here. Yeah. Getting a paycheck. Yeah. Yaskier didn't look like Yaskier, but it... it was it was the hair and being covered in blood and rainwater. It's being dirty. Yeah. It's definitely the same guy, though, but as yeah, weird. Oh, yeah, he, he just didn't look the same. Oh, uh, the guy who played uh, Balor was uh, in the Sandman. He was Martin Tenbones. Mm. He, he seems like a prolific. Well, prolific might be a bit strong, but uh, a relatively successful British actor as he works in a lot of British productions. Yeah, he's also in. Uh, Rings of Power. If you have Amazon Prime, and I do care. have Amazon Prime, but I don't know. I don't care. All right, uh, let's get into it, Caleb. You kind of heard my thoughts a little bit last night as I was talking slash yelling at Brentley about the show. Uh, what did you think of The Witcher Blood Origin? <sighs> Say it with me, everyone. It's mediocre. It's mediocre. That is the correct answer. Oh, also, by the way, the uh, 4.3, if you dig into that, you can see very clearly that 40% of all reviews are one star. Oof. So uh, that that stinks to me of review bombing. That's true, because people are mad about Cavill. They're mad about Cavill. I was going to say Cavillgate, but I think Cavillcade is the right. Cavillcade's better. That's much, yeah. That's much better. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the show, the show's main issue is pacing. Yeah. Nothing happens until a lot of things need to happen. Yes. I think the first episode is the best episode and it's not even like it's like a great episode. It's like, okay, that's like fine to good. Like, that's like a solid first episode of a show. And even in that, it was still jumping all over the place to where it needed action to finally start happening. Because, and we're going to spoil the shit out of this because it's four episodes. If you really care that much, you'll be done in three and a half hours. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play of a bitch, the... this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. So, our secondary main character is Fjall. He is of Dog Clan, who is... Uh, Basically, the security team for he's, the he's an angry elf. He's an angry elf. Uh, he they dog clan are the security team for the Zentrean Empire, and he gets caught fucking the princess of Zentrea, and he yeah, is just banned. really just blowing her back out. Just well, she's on top, so it's whatever. Uh, so he so he gets banished. And then in the next scene, we follow that up with uh, I- Isla. <laughs> uh, shit. Rolling into town. And then she uh, eventually is thrown into prison. And who does she see but Fjall? So how the fuck yeah. is Fjall in this seemingly way northern town away from everything after there's just a, being exiled? There's a time skip. Also, if... If the dragons can get from King's Landing to the wall, then uh, it's fine. I have no reference for that. 
but I know that was the big complaint about like later seasons of Game of Thrones is that it was just like everything felt like it took a, forever to get to places. And now it doesn't. And I know like and that's just what this was. It was just like there's supposed to be a fan, you know, fucking nerds have drawn up fantasy maps of all these places on the continent. So they know where they are. It's just like the writers don't give a shit because they just want to keep the plot moving, even when it's jarring. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I'm doing work that the show didn't do because whenever I saw them there meeting up, I was like, you know, it seems like he has a bit of a legend built up around himself. So it's like, oh, he's been gone for some time. Right. And like that, ma- yes, that makes sense. But also like. If you look or if you like, because also in between that is when the fucking Zintrain uprising happens. So that way they become like the only empire in uh, the the world or in the continent. So. That happens after Fjall's. Exiled and no one seems to have aged. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm digging into this because I care. Think of the first season of the witcher and like trying to piece together the timeline of that things in this world don't necessarily happen in the order that we see them. Well, cause if, if you remember, they were talking about the conjunction of spears and how it was just like it, it bent worlds in time. So I think they're trying to fuck with time. I feel fuck with time. Fuck with time. You don't mess with time. That's my Albert Einstein from Rick and Morty for the consideration of the Oscar people. It's a good impression. So, yeah, and that's, I think, going to be the big thing with The Witcher going forward is how fast and loose are they playing with time in in the show? Because, like, I feel like this could have been a six episode series instead and we could have taken slightly more time to develop characters because it feels like isla and fjall got thrown together and then it's just like well we got to get a band of merry men together to fucking you know go kill an empress for some reason yeah it's like we did a scene and now it's like and then the two became three and then we do another scene it's like and thusly the three became four and then we do another scene it's like Thereby, the four became six. Yeah, because also remember that uh, one of the elves who joins them is his name is Sindril or Sindri. Syndrome. And he was he was fucking in Zintrayan prison in the first episode. And then he's just like, yeah, I escaped the city. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Uh, How did you escape the city? No one cares. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a uh, writer caveat. Yeah. Oh, we needed Syndrome here. Uh, he escaped. Somehow, Palpatine has returned. <laughs> <laughs> At least they told us in the opening title crawl. Yeah. You could have told us in like opening title crawl of episode three. Hey, you're going to see Syndrome for some reason. Uh, we didn't write a reason for that. So he somehow he escaped. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's good shit. So yeah, um, pacing's bad. Therefore, that means the writing is bad because they just they they don't know when to take things and and flesh them out, or they don't know when to cut things short. Uh, like for instance, there's a whole sex scene between Isla and fucking Fial that I just didn't need at all. I I don't mind seeing you know people get dicked down, but don't don't need to see them fuck. Didn't need to happen. Yeah, dude looks like a big toe. I don't even like from an attractiveness standpoint. I just didn't <laughs> need to see them fuck. Like, I don't think it served anything to the plot. Like him, him barebacking the Empress made sense. And and seeing that made sense. But like him fucking going down and fucking uh, fucking Isla. I guess the only point of it is that. At the end, uh, we find out that. Uh, the Lark is the beginning of series bloodline or like the like Fjall and the Lark are uh, the beginning of the seriness. And therefore, because of that, 
something happens with Siri that could bring about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And also because Witcher things that are, I don't know, I guess probably nobody cares much about spoilers. Uh, Fjall becomes no, I... what is essentially the first Witcher. Yes. So. Which apparently Geralt, Geralt would hate for some reason. Despite the fact that he has been very accepting of elves. But hey, whatever. I think maybe Geralt would hate it more because he literally did become a monster. And that's what Geralt's always tried to prove that he's not. I guess. Because like he he the process wasn't refined and Fjall lost control and had to be put down like the dog he is. That's true. And I think they did. a. I think that sequence is actually really cool. Because we, or at least I, have no idea what the Witcher transformations look like in any way, shape, or form. And they apparently do it on kids. Yes. And asking kids to do that in a scene is probably a step too far. So they just do it on this grown man. And so you see the horrors of it and you understand like what the other like all the witchers we've seen have gone through in order to have that process happen to them. I, I think that is a legitimately good part of the show that immediately is followed up with a sex scene that's unnecessary. <laughs> Otherwise, the show's whatever. Uh it looks cheap. There's some very bad CGI. Like uh for instance uh, Fial and Isla are in a cafe or like a, a tavern, and then some guy's head gets repeatedly bounced into a fucking table because uh, the Zintrian Empire said, uh, just wants to fuck with this guy because he's being mouthy, uh, and that looks like shit. So, yeah, it, it yeah, it's a show. It happened. Yeah. Here it is. You can watch it if you want. Three and a half hours. You can do it. Just push yourself. I don't know if I want to talk about anything else. No, I don't think there's much else to talk about. Like the conjunction of spheres was interesting. And like that follow up was interesting. Of Like, here, here's all the humans and monsters. Can, yeah, like can... the whole the whole reason they do this is so that we know, like, why the Witcher world is the way it, that it is. And it's. We already knew it. It's because something weird happened and like worlds overlapped each other and humans invaded the magic world and then monsters showed up. I didn't need this. I would have been fine with this if it actually told like an interesting enough story. Like if we got enough about all the other characters of an Isla and Fjall, like we just add Michelle Yeoh, who is uh, for all intents and purposes, a, a, an East Asian stereotype character where she doesn't say much and she's just good at fighting. That's it. That's all. That's that's her entire character. Uh, we get a, a dude who's a murderer uh, by the name of Brother Death and now he's reformed in some way. Uh, then we get Sindral who is the, the man who discovered the monolith and came with like the magical equations in order to go to the other world uh, that Balor is now trying to harness the power of chaos magic and uh, take over the world using it. Uh, joining him is girl who I want to say will be mini driver. Mini driver is that girl. Uh, she's just been living this entire time. That's my prediction. Hmm. I have no idea for sure. Uh, I, I don't care enough about the Witcher lore to tell you one way or the other, but that's my prediction. Uh, so she uh, exists and is what like moon siblings with fucking Sindral or whatever the fuck it was called like they were born on the same day or something something like that and then she's in love with brother death and then uh, the guess. final character is a dwarf who is probably the most well developed of them all yeah I liked her a lot actually like uh, we we, deter- we discovered that her reason for being in the show is that she is going around murking elves who murdered her uh, love. Uh, and after she discovered her love, she uh, cremated her and then smelted the remains into a, a hammer, which is fucking metal. Yeah, and her ashes. That's why I said 
her remains. Yeah. Yeah, but it's metal and her ashes. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, I see what you're doing. I get what you're putting <laughs> down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, and then she talks to it because it's the spirit. It's basically the spirit of her dead lover, and that is an inter- That's an interesting character, and she has the most badass moment in the series where she gets shot with an arrow, pulls it out of her own, and, her and own then body kills a dude with it. The guy that shot her with it. It was awesome. And she has to talk to her hammer after she shoots an arrow because uh, she gets jealous. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, again, mo- best developed character. Uh, barely got any scream time, but uh, loved it anyway. Yeah, quite good. All right, that's it. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Uh, I'm reading this a five or a two and a half out of five. That feels correct. So despite the fact that I said, oh, this is show is clearly being review bombed, uh, you know, we're only a little bit over what it's actually rated at at IMDb, but that's fine. It can still be review bombed and be underrated by people like I think if people actually just gave it a real chance, it would probably be around that that like two and a half, five range. I don't know. Just anybody can just go on IMDb and review stuff like there's probably yeah. quite a few people also who are just like that we're going to like this no matter you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like you get I'm it. At it now. Uh, so 40% of all reviews are one star, 10% are two star. And then we have, to, and then for the next highest percentage, we have to go all the way up to 10 with 8.3%. That, that makes up 60. Yeah. About 60% of all, all reviews are 10, two or one. And there are seven other reviews ratings in there that make up another 40%. I feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle. And that's where we landed a five out of 10. If you use math. You're so smart. Hey, thanks. All right. uh, Next week on the show, it's the Swillies. It's our best of the year, our best of 2022. Uh, the Witcher Blood Origin will likely not be on it unless Caleb suddenly has a change of heart and suddenly loves the show. I think it'll be like most years where uh, I have no idea what I'm going to pick because so rarely does anything stand out to me. I could just send you a list of all the stuff we watched this year for review topics. I mean, I can just go through and do that myself. I mean, you could, but you've had the opportunity in in many years. uh, And every year I always mention one thing. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot we reviewed that. I'm just saying. Eh. I'm just saying. Uh, While you're saying that, say some other stuff to our audience. Yeah, uh, thank you for listening. If you like the show, you can follow us at uh, netflixswill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill uh, that has our podcast, a link to our Patreon page, uh, a link to our social media, and uh, links to other podcasts that you can check out like Rabbit Ears TV Podcast where Ashley talked to Nick of Nikolai's Kitchen about uh, Veep. And uh, also, Two Peas on a Podcast is there. Uh, get ready to vote on the Golden Pea Awards. Voting, I think, comes out on the 16th <laughs> of January. I know. Yeah. He's going to shower us with his golden peas. Yeah, his golden peas are all going to be all over us. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually taking those seriously. Like, I'm considering the golden peas to be my Oscars. I've written down everything that I haven't seen that uh, has been nominated because Gerald has already given us, uh, you know, a, a sneak peek. And uh, I plan on peak. going through that. A sneak peek. And I plan on going through that and checking out some stuff. So, yeah. Are my dad jokes tedious? No. I just, I don't, I don't react to them. So I, people, like, I, I've had people be like, man, you give Caleb nothing. And I'm just like, no, no, no. He just tells dad jokes. And when he tells dad <laughs> jokes, I just, I just do my best to ignore them. And it's, it's it's not that I don't think they're funny. It's just like, it's a dad joke. It's a fucking groaner. Eh, I don't know. It's kind of my shtick. It's fine. I want you it's to start spoiled. reacting like Kiff from Futurama. 
I have a very sexy learning disability. Kif, tell them what I call it. Sex Lexia. Kif, I've made it with a woman. Tell the men. Inform the men. Kif, show them the middle one. <sighs> Rest in peace, Phil, Hart- Phil Hartman. You were, that was supposed to be your role. And uh, yeah. uh, Billy, Billy West took it over and did a pretty good Phil Hartman impression. Yeah, that was good. Um, Yeah. Till next week. Uh, yeah, thanks for Space Weather doing our theme song. Bitter, the best anime opening. And, uh, you know, Caleb saying, what am I saying this week? Slim, slam, slippity bop. <laughs> what? Oh, somersault jump. AIDS. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tavy, bitch. Grass. Tastes bad. Tastes bad. What is, oh, you sent me the fucking ads. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I sent you the Why ad. Why would you send me these? I told you, you need to know my pain. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Dan can put it up on Twitter or something. And what the fuck? Like, this is an ad that I saw. Um, yeah, I don't know. Until next week, this is Caleb saying, uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.